Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's the Dean of the School of Medicine, Baylor School of Medicine, College of Medicine, uh, and the CEO of Christner Strategies, and a fellow improv nerd. It is Jenny Christner. Jenny, thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. Super excited. All right, Jenny, I mean, I kind of gave you a very high level overview of kind of what you're known for. Um, feel free to d- fill in the gaps there. All right. So I will, I will tell you what I really want to talk about is how I use improv every day, like in my life and in business and all of that. And I'll kind of tell you a teeny bit of how I got there. Um, So I, way back when I was younger, I did acting and, you know, did community theater and was in all the school plays and all that was voted to be who's most likely to be an actress, you know, it was me. (laughs) And, uh, and then medical school came and um, all hobbies got crushed. Right. So, uh, so there was no time for that. I didn't spend any time. And, uh, and I, did my medical career and it was wonderful. But then I was approaching this um, certain milestone birthday and we won't say which one you can just imagine perhaps it was my 20th or something like that. Sure. Yes, and, of course. You know, let's, let's just go with that. And I, I just, you know, and it's, it's that time of life where you start thinking like, is, is this all like, what, you know, what am I missing? What, you know, I really wanted something to bring me joy. And so I actually saw an ad for a, a theater, you know, an acting class in our local community theater and I signed up for that. I was like, I was terrified beyond words to like go back and do this, but it was really, really, really fun and brought tons of joy to my life. And just, I thought, you know, I think this is good for all aspects of my life. And so then when that ended, I saw a little ad for an improv class, a free improv class. And so I signed up for that and wow, I fell in love. Like I just fell in love. And I think why I fell in love for some nerdy reasons. And I think one, some of those nerdy reasons are that I think when people see improv, they just think, oh, people are just getting up there and just like, you know, talking and doing stuff. And to me, there was like, there was a, there's actually rules there. There's a science, right? Like how improv works. And so I think that really appealed to my, the nerdy science part of me. It's like, oh, there's rules to this. And there's like, there's like ways to do this to make it better and that they make sense and and they actually like make sense in lots of areas of life so mm. that really kind of started to open up this big um window of of a hobby i could do that would bring me some joy but that i also could apply to other areas and maybe even teach people how to have it help them in their workplace so that's kind of how that all started how have you been able to use your, cause I, I want to talk for sure about, yeah. you know, how you work with leaders and teams and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but again, serving as the Dean of, you know, the college of medicine at Baylor, that's a pretty prestigious title. How have you been able to use 
improv is a good lead into this. How have you been able to use improv professionally, particularly in the education space? Sure. So uh, the more you go up into leadership, it's really the more about your personal relationships, right? That's what makes everything happen is your, is your personal relationships. Mm. And so one of the big things that you have to do in improv is you have to listen really carefully because, you know, you have to, if somebody names you or names somebody on the stage, you have to remember that's their name. I need to call them that name. You know, the next time I, you know, when I say a line and I think what happens is that when we're conversing with people in the workplace, you know, so, um, we have to listen and way too often we're like already thinking about what we're going to say next or we're thinking about our own agenda. And certainly that happens in academics where I need to get a policy through, or I need something to happen for education. And so I'm thinking about my agenda but I'm not, I have to be now really conscious to listen to the other side and to be thinking how we can, you know, obviously work this out together. And uh, it was honestly, it was really surprising how much improv the lessons I learned there could be applied just in everyday communication and working together to accomplish our goals. Mm. I'm sorry. I, I, t- I kind of tuned out there. What were you talking about? No, I'm yeah. just joking. <laughs> 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 listening skills there, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so now that has led to, and again, you've, you've kind of been on the kind of the coaching and the consulting side of things as well. Um, wh- how did you, what was that for Ray? I mean, cause you, yeah. listen, I, I don't mean to stereotype here, but you kind of smack of a, an overachiever. <laughs> so, so I, so I think a couple of things. So, um, I'm a very like practical person. And so I was thinking about, you know, uh, I do, I have, I absolutely love my, my full-time job, but what's, what's next? Like kind of what are, I've been doing academics for almost 30 years, kind of like what's next. So some very practical, like what are, what are things I want to cultivate to maybe do in the last part of my career? So I think that was part of it. Um, I think the other part of it is that it all actually does go together in a very weird way. So as the Dean, so I give a lot of talks just, being the dean, you know, I, ha- I have to be on the stage, if you will, at many different events. Um, so there's that that already happens. Uh, and I also really, we don't call it coaching, we call it mentoring. But you know, I have mentored you know hundreds of students and residents and other faculty members throughout my career. And so we, we do this without any real training, right? And so I thought, you know, maybe it might be helpful if I got some training about how you are actually supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And so that that's also, and, and it's one of the favorite parts of my job is when somebody comes and says, you know, I want the career you had, how do I do that? Or I, I need help, you know, doing this, how do I do that? And so I've always been able to offer very practical tips, of course, because I can do that, but I, I wanted to have more to be able to offer. Um, so I wanted to you know, I guess when you go into medicine all the time, you're a lifelong learner. And, and that's really true. You know, you, you really like learning. So I had the opportunity to um, it was a I, so I was doing a lot of media and I, you know, I, I looked at my performance in media and I'm like, it's good. You know, I'm, I'm competent at what I do. Um, you know, I've been doing it quite a bit. Um, but I have to tell you that, um, you know, we my wife and I had gone to see a, uh, a, a an improv theater group here and actually a number of times SAC um, here in Orlando, Florida. And it's where Wayne Brady got his start. And, uh, you know, when we were there, I, you know, they always mentioned, you know, by the way, we do improv classes. Yeah. And um, so I went to a free introductory class 
and uh, you know, with a friend of mine. And I said, I, I think I'm going to take the classes. You know, here I am. I'm like in my 40s, well into my career. Uh, you know, and I thought I think there's something here for me. Um, you know, because I can tell you that in media or on stage as a speaker or, you know, with teams or in a go live environment, one of my biggest hangups, and I'd love your take on this, yeah. is that I have this analytical brain that yeah. says, oh, no, 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 don't say that. <laughs> or, oh, you know, getting just like second guessing yep. everything, you know, or, you know, it's like this filter, right? Yeah. And, and, and I can tell you that my one year of, of truly like learning these skills and, and not just learning the skills, but ex, the exercise and the, and, the, and the improv workouts that I would do where I would start to trust yeah. myself, trust the other people. I'm going to tell you, Jenny, it changed my life. And I, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound, you know, hyperbolic here, but I mean, it really was that transformative because I learned to relax. So the more you learn to relax, and if you're to our friend who's listening to our conversation, if you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) like it is possible to, to start to quiet that filter. And when you do, when I did, I believe Ultimately, it helped me to be more real, more authentic, definitely more present, but I felt so much better about myself in social situations. All right, Professor, (laughs) explain to the class what what I was just talking about there. No, no, no. I think think it's absolutely really true. So I think a lot of times when we're so many things. Let's just take your classic meeting. We've had, we've all had so many of the Zoom meetings and everything, right? And so right right when you get on and you're thinking about what you're going to say and what your agenda is and what you need to communicate, and we all do, I think that we all do if we're like this, uh, this rumination is kind of what I sometimes yeah. call it, right? This rumination about, oh, I shouldn't have said this, or oh, I said this, or oh, how did this go? How did that go? And, and that right? That doesn't help you, doesn't serve you to ruminate or to do those sorts of things. And I think, I think I love, I I was going to use the word authentic and, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, that this authenticity, authenticity, it just gets like bandied about like way too often. It's a buzzword, yeah. Right. You know, it's just this word, but I really think people can tell when it's your, it's true authenticity, right. Versus versus some sort of fake or some sort of, you know, putting on airs or something like that. And I think what improv does is it does, it breaks all of that down. And that trust that you said is so key because in some of the exercises you do at improv, you just have to like the five things where you just have to blurt out these five things and your teacher will tell you, you know, name five things that are green. And all of a sudden you can't think of anything that's green. Right. And they're like, it doesn't matter. That's not the point of this exercise. Yeah, you're right, right, right. There's no right, right and wrong right. here. There's, there's no right and wrong. And so that's actually, so there's actually in business, there's actually something called, I'm sure, appreciative inquiry, where actually what you do, right, is you get, uh, you're starting a retreat or whatever, there's a problem you have to solve and everybody just shouts out like what they're thinking and you accept all answers you, you accept them all at that time. There's no right or wrong at this very beginning stage where you're just trying to brew and brainstorm some ideas, some solutions to a problem that the team is having. And so, and that's right. That's super similar because if something comes into your brain, something is sparking it, it's got to be related. It's related somehow to something, right? And sometimes we're afraid to say what it is, but letting it out, like we might then see, oh, okay, 
well, you said, you know, orange when we said green, but, and then you find some connection somewhere and then the light bulb goes on yeah. and, and it's so freeing. And um, I think people really appreciate that. Like really Im- appreciate imagine Jenny, if, uh, you know, to our friend who's listening to us, implemented some of these skills among their teams, among their leadership, among, you know, their departments, among their, um, you know, among the whole company, the impact that that would cause. Like, I'm just thinking about, you know, what if we could create an environment where we were committed to ensuring that our team members felt safe in being able to you know, share feedback or, you know, like, oh, I would say this, but I don't want to, you know, I'm worried about being judged. This isn't a safe environment. So therefore I'm not going to share an observation. And meanwhile, you know, it's like the leadership or the founder, the CEO is like, we need that. Like, I don't want you to feel scared. I'm sorry if someone made you feel, you know, that that wasn't okay to do that. No, 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 no. We want all of that. So explain, um, You know, again, that's maybe an example of, you know, of a problem that could be solved, you know, to help inspire culture in that direction. But what is it like working with you, um, you know, to um, to to foster some of these these cultural improvements through improv? Right. So so what what we usually do is we teach a few of the very basic skills and, and we start off like having fun. Right. So usually if you're at a retreat or something like that, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I raised the, it's the seventh you know, hour of all this. And so we start off with just some very fun improv skills. And at the very beginning, nobody understands it's like, oh, well, this is fun, but like kind of a waste of my, I don't know, that kind of waste of my time. I don't know why they're making us do this, you know. Paint the fence, wax right. the car. Right, 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 right. You know, they're like, okay, like whatever, we'll we'll laugh. And, 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 and the crowd slowly gets loosened up. And then you see that people are like laughing together and, you know, talking and standing up and moving around. And so, and that's good, but they're still like, what the heck, you know, like this is, there's no point to this. And so then that is then where the magic comes, right? Because then we start taking some of the principles and usually what we'll do is we'll find, we'll work with the team, the company and find what are some of the real life examples and tweak them a little bit, but then start taking those and showing them the practical application. So here's a super simple one. You're going to know this in two seconds, but a really simple one is just this whole concept of the yes and versus yes, but, mm-hmm. right? So, so we'll talk about like a, an issue and then we'll have an exercise where everybody starts off by saying, you know, Susie says, um, you know, I think that we should have ice cream at the company picnic. And then people say no. And then we do it again. I think we should have ice cream at the company pic- picnic. Well, yes, but... But, and then, you know, how does that go? And then we have it with, you know, yes, and where somebody says, well, yes. And I wonder if we could consider adding some broccoli, you know, and, and, and people will see. So we've done exercises where you're, you're not allowed to say the word, but, right. Mm-hmm. Take, take that word completely out of the vocabulary. Don't use it. You get it. You, you get uh, negative points if you start using that word, because really saying yes, but is you're just saying no. It's just maybe a, maybe a more polite way to say no, maybe not even a more polite way to say no. And so, so we'll take that, that some of the exercises and just show in regular teamwork and regular communication. um, How do you get, how, how can your team work together more effectively? What are some, what I really like is I like to do at the very end is have a, is have a team make rules that they've learned and actually then they're going to take those rules and post them up every time they have a meeting or put them in the chat if it's on zoom remember team these are our rules that we're going to have for conducting our meeting 
uh, and, and to keep doing that and keeping it front and center. And very, they're very, very simple. It's, it's listen, you know, it's, it's, it's say yes. And it's, uh, it's the concept of that. There are, that there are no, uh, no mistakes, right. That we're going to take everybody's input. No, there's no mistakes. Right. And, and some people misunderstand that they think, oh, so you're just going to let all the dumb ideas, you know, I've had someone pull me aside. So we're just going to take all the dumb ideas. Is that, is that <laughs> what we're going to do? You know, I'm like, you're yes, missing the You're missing the point a little bit here. Yeah. The idea is to make everybody feel where it's safe. Right. And, yes. and everybody can, can have a voice and can be heard. But no, you're not going to take every idea that comes, you know, that doesn't even happen in improv. People come on stage and throw a bunch of ideas, but somehow one theme starts to emerge, right? When you're on stage and that's beautiful when that happens and that theme emerges, and then that's where the rest of the improv show goes. And the same thing can happen at work, lots of ideas. And then from that, a theme emerges from us all listening, yes, anding, accepting everybody's comments. And that's where, that's where some of the, the beauty is, I think, yeah. Jenny Christner, uh, I'm going to dub you the Dean of Improv in the Workplace. You're welcome to run with that if you want. <laughs> Your website is christner-strat.com. So Christner is C-H-R-I-S-T-N-E-R, dash strat s-t-r-a-t dot com and then you're going to see everything coaching keynote speaking etc uh again jenny you're an overachiever so uh i'm really excited about you know uh you know again the the, the, the listen i'm going to talk founder to founder ceo to ceo out there find a way to implement improv in your workplace you will be the before and after um, it is one that if you can, you know, just again, create an environment, you know, just the, again, just the yes. And, and just to encourage people to share all the dumb ideas. That's good. We, we, yeah. we want that. We, we absolutely want that. Um, you yeah. also have um, some free um, resources on your website, Jenny, connect, um, top five tips to achieve your goals. You've got some great, great, great resources. And again, that's at christner-strat.com. Jenny Christner, uh, Dean of uh, Baylor School of Medicine and so much more. Thank you, Jenny, for joining us. Thank you very much. It was great talking to you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.